Welcome to the Hot Bread Honeys podcast. I'm Corey, and I'm here with my co-host, Michelle. And we are here today to talk about what it's like being best friends with your mother. If you guys didn't know from our first episode, Michelle is my mom and also my best friend. This is a really, I'm excited to talk about this topic. This is, we were, we discuss this every once in a while, what it's like, because a lot of people, a lot of people will say, oh yeah, my mom's my best friend. Oh yeah, my daughter's my best friend. And I've always been curious. And sometimes I try to ask them probing questions to find out what their relationship is really like, because ours, I think is very unique. I think ours is very unique. I agree. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people, when we say that we're best friends, people are just kind of like pass it off, but like they, we truly are. Yeah. Like it's on another level. It it really is. I mean, when, when I think about who I would, it, it, when I want to spend time with someone, yeah. I, I go to you and it's been this way since you were little. I remember, I remember when you were, it goes back clear to when you were first born, because I remember thinking, man, I cannot wait until she talks because I wanted to know what was in your head. I wanted to know what you were thinking. I wanted to hear your voice. And because, because I was intrigued by you because you were an interesting person to me, even as an infant, your personality was so strong. And then as, as you did get older and you started talking and whatever, it was, it was fascinating. And it was, it was an education for me growing up with you, the things that I learned about myself as a person. And it just blossomed from there, but there were some tricks to it too. Yeah. So today we're just going to go through kind of what it was like as I was growing up, like through my elementary school years, junior high, high school, and now, um, And I think that it's going to be a little bit more interesting hearing it from my mom's point of view because I think it was a little bit more difficult for you than it was for me because for me, it was just normal. It was all I knew, you know? Right. But for you, you were having to balance the mother-daughter thing. Right. And that was very tricky. Along with being friends. Yeah. When you were younger, it was fine because it was still very much mother-daughter, you know? And we did things and we had a lot of the same interests. I mean, you know, you can't help... As a mother, you spread to your child the the things that are interesting to you, you know. And so I took you to a lot of events, you know, plays and concerts and things like that that were interesting to me, and they became interesting to you too. And that was just the norm. But then as you got into high school, and it it just it got tricky when when those other cliques and those other friendships started to form and your extracurricular activities, and then when you started dating, and it became it became Interesting and very tricky because there was still that mom side of me. I still needed to be the mom, the disciplinarian, the the guidance, the 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 counselor, the advisor, and but mostly it was the disciplinarian part of it. Right. But I was also a pretty good kid. You so were a very good kid. It wasn't a huge issue a lot of the time. No. But that is something that I have written down to talk about once I got into high school is I knew that I was taking advantage of you as yeah. a friend. Yeah. With curfew specifically. Yeah. That, that's funny because that is the exact thing that I was talking about. Yeah. Because you were a good kid, but you yeah. pushed it with the curfew. And I think you did it because of that relationship. And you would try to pull the whole friendship thing on me. Yeah. And I was having to be the parent. And it was it was not fun. Yeah. It was not fun yeah. trying to balance that. Yeah. 
So let's take it back to yeah. elementary school. Okay. So for me in elementary school, and this is going to sound super cliche and everybody was bullied in elementary school, you know, but I really was. I was bullied in elementary school and my mom was all I had. She was the one constant and she was my best friend. Like she was the one person that I could count on. She was never going to bully me. She was always there. And so for me in elementary school, it was kind of a safety net almost because when people started being mean to me, I knew I had you. And I also had separation anxiety because I was an only child. I think you were just a connection that I had. I don't know. What do you think? Well, it's interesting when you started to say that, because one of my thoughts that I'm having is I think that's how every parent should be. Every parent should be a safety net. When things are going wrong at school, every child should be able to know that their parents are there, that their parents have their back, that their parents are always going to be there for them no matter what. And I know that that unfortunately is not a reality for every child, but I think for, I would hope that for most, it should be that way. Parents are supposed to be cheerleaders and a support system and all that kind of stuff. I think your separation anxiety, I don't think that was necessarily because we were so close. We were very close. I don't think that was necessarily because of that. I I had anxiety. You did. Like you just did. anxiety, period. And yes. I thought that the world was going to end. <laughs> yes. But I think some of that was, I. okay, you're my child. I can brag about you, I guess. You were very bright. You were bright. You were smart. You read at an early age. You were very aware of what was going on in the world. And there were some very scary things that were going on locally when you were entering grade school. And mm-hmm. I think that added to all of that. And maybe... Through all of that is how we got even closer. Yeah. So I don't, you know, the chicken or the egg. Yeah. I don't know. We can go into that very much. Yeah. Anxiety is, yeah. And and anxiety in children, that's that's another topic. We're planning (laughs) on doing a whole episode on anxiety. So stay tuned for that. But so I think that for me is where my closest closeness with you started, though. Is that where you? I, that's. For me, like we were always yeah. close, but the we were. friendship part of it, I think that's where it kind of started for me. Yeah. Because I hated everybody. People suck. Yeah. <laughs> I think you said something else important, though, too, because you are an only child. I think, you know, all of my attention, all of my energy was on you. You yeah. didn't have to share me at home, except with your dad, but, you know, you didn't have to share me with other siblings. And so you got all of my attention. Yeah. And so we, we were close and I was a working mom. And so when I got home from work, all I really wanted to do was spend time with you because I didn't, I wasn't able to do that during the day. And so in the evenings, that was all about you and me. And we would sit down and we would play together and we would read together and we would do things together. So I think that yeah, all contributed to it also. Yeah. I don't have anything written down specifically for junior high, uh, but More so in high school is where I think things were the most difficult. For sure. For me. (sighs) Yeah. For me, especially. for you. Um, And we talked about this just for a second before we started the podcast. But I for sure took advantage of our friendship when it came to curfew. 
because once I started dating, I wanted to stay out <laughs> past curfew. And my curfew wasn't Oh, it was not unrealistic at all. No, it was midnight, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, but I would want to stay up past later. And there were a lot of times where I would like call you. Yeah, sometimes you would call. And say, hey, like, it's just like a really good conversation. Like, I just don't want to cut it off, you know, and just kind of take advantage of the situation. Yeah. And And I would, I would have to play the mom card and you were playing the friend card. Yeah. And I didn't appreciate that at all. Yeah. I remember one time specifically you had the boy that you were with that night, you, I mean, you were, you were with this boy and you actually had him call me. I was mad. Was it I was Trevor? so mad. No, it wasn't Trevor. Then let's not bring it up. No, we won't. But, <laughs> but no, but I remember that so specifically. It's like, how dare you bring him into this? I, it was just, it was just one incident that I really remember. And it, you were, you were totally, huh. you were totally using the friend thing. I don't remember that. You're going to have to tell me who it was thing. afterwards. I will. <laughs> and see if I remember it. Because maybe they called on their own accord. Or maybe I didn't sick him on you. Yeah. That know. was that was tough. That was tough. And, and you know, when you would come home late and um, having to, you know, have some kind of consequence. And yeah. it was, that was, that was the trickiest part. And when you started, well, I don't want to jump ahead too much. But, you know, when you started, when you were serious, when you started getting serious with Trevor. That's my husband, by the way, for those of you who don't know. Yeah, that is a whole new dynamic with things. And especially, I mean, now that you're married. I mean, once you guys were serious and engaged and and now married, um, I think I try to overcompensate by saying things like, well, is Trevor home? Shouldn't you be with, don't, don't you want to go spend time with your husband? Yeah. Well, what's Trevor doing? Is he, you know, does he want to come and whatever? Cause I do not want to be that hovering mother-in-law that smothers the relationship. Okay. This is jumping ahead, but we can talk about it now. Trevor doesn't see it that way at all. He knows that you're my best friend. He doesn't see you as a hovering mother-in-law, he knows that I want to spend time with you as my best friend. He knows that. That's really big of him. Yeah. Because <laughs> honestly, I don't think a lot of, I, well, but maybe that's because we've handled it okay. Right. So. And I try to flip the tables. I don't stop him from going out for guys night. Yeah. Spending time with you is my girl's night. Yeah. There has to be a balance there. Yes. And I think the issue that you have is you know that our schedules conflict so much that the times that we both have off together are few and far between. So you feel like you have to relinquish. And when you're saying we, you mean you and Trevor have conflicting schedules. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm very aware of that. So, and I don't want to, I'm not going to impose on that time, that little time that you have with him. Yeah. And I know that that, you know, your schedules will not always be as horrible as they are right now. Right. But I think that we have a good balance. Me and you still do our girl stuff. We cook together on Sundays. I think we could do girls night more. Yeah. But also when. (laughs) Right. Because you and I are both busy too. Yeah. And 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 by the time we get home, it's like, hmm. I'm good. <laughs> but there are those times too when when Trevor is out with his friends or his brothers or something like that and I'm like, "Oh, where's Trevor? Oh, he's, you know, wherever." 
And I'm like, oh, cool. So, hey, do you want to go do this with me or, or yeah. whatever? And sometimes it's not even anything big. Sometimes it's just errands. Yeah, like going to the grocery yeah. store. But honestly, do, running errands with you is like one of my favorite oh, things we have to fun. do. We have fun. Because we're jamming out <laughs> to music in the car. Yeah. Or yeah. having super deep conversations about really important life topics, you know? Yeah. So those are some we, of my favorite times to spend with you. We have a ton of fun. And that's, you know, when I was thinking about us talking about this and sharing our insights, I kind of did it in a pros and cons yeah, kind I have of, some kind of, of format. Too. And one of the pros, we have such an enormous frame of reference with each other because yeah. we've known each other for so long. I mean, your whole life. life. And because we've always had family time as well as you and me having girl time, right? The inside jokes are extensive, too, too many to count, yeah. and just yeah, the frame of reference. And we 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 know the same people, you know, and and whether we're talking about family or whether we're talking about events or whatever yeah. it is, and but we also, you and I have a lot in common, and we laugh yeah. a lot. One thing I was going to say about that that I didn't have written down, but it just came to me. I am very much an old soul and I am mature yes. for my age. And I think that that aids in us being able to relate to each other. And I'm very immature for my age. <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but <laughs> I think it helps us to relate to each other a lot. Yes. And puts us like on a similar emotional level, you know? That's actually probably really true because and I think if you were immature... It wouldn't For your work. age, it wouldn't work. And that's what I was going to say. I don't think, I think that's probably why not a lot of people have a relationship with their mom on the level that we do because most people my age are not at the same emotional level as their parents. Yeah. Yes. Maturity level. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Because if, if you were, if you were more immature, that requires more parenting. That requires yeah. more of the, the mom role. Right. So yeah, you're probably right there. That's that's a good insight. And you know, I tried I didn't I I don't think I ever did anything that was not age appropriate, but I know that when you were young, I didn't do a lot of baby talk with you. No. I I tried to talk to you like you were an intelligent person because and I kind of was at that age. And well, you were, you were bright. We, and we've I didn't already, appreciate it when people treated me like no, a child. No, you had a very extensive vocabulary when, in, when you went into first grade. I remember, well, I'm, I'm, I'm about to go off on a tangent, so I'll, I'll leave that story for another time. <laughs> but, but I think you're right. I think that contributed to you being able to relate to adults. And I think that also comes with being an only child because, um, because you're surrounded by adults. Yeah. All the time instead of kids your own age. And so you learn to relate to adults. Also, this is something that I didn't write down either that I think aided in us coming together. There were no children, basically nobody in the neighborhood yeah. for me to play with. There were a lot of things I think that drove you back to, to me. You, Yeah. There were three total children on our street. Yeah. None of them were my age. And none were girls, were they? Well, Vanessa, Megan, and Audrey. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, they were none of them were your age. Yeah, and I just I I clicked very well with one of them, but the age difference 
was hard because we were in completely different grades. So we yeah. were never able to really hang out with each other. Right. The other two, I just didn't mesh with with personalities. Yeah. You guys, I mean, you guys, we played together. You played together sometimes, but, but you're we right. We never had a you strong didn't, bond. You didn't have a lot of the same interests. Right. They were very much into the art and stuff and I just wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. We tried. And you guys were, you know, yeah, they're in a pinch, but yeah. Yeah, that's true. So let's talk post high school because I think okay. that's when our relationship thrived. My first two years of college. Because that's when we had the most date nights because uh, my husband now was out of the country. We were doing long distance for two years. Mm -hmm. So he was out of the country for two years. And then... You were not happy. No. <laughs> I wasn't doing so hot. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> yeah. And so we had... There was also a lot of other stuff playing into that. I had horrible roommates... And so we had a lot of date nights to get me out of my apartment. <laughs> and yeah. I think that's when our relationship thrived because there was a lot of horrible stuff happening and it just drove us closer together because it was all we had and yeah. we could vent to each other without judgment yeah. and talk through our problems. And some of that was really selfish on my part because I was just the typical empty nester and I was a little bit sad that you were not living at home anymore. And so I was having to adjust to that. And so I was really, I was not happy that Trevor was not in town, but I was very, I always welcomed the opportunities to get together with you. Yeah. And sometimes it was at your apartment. Sometimes it was, hey, you know, come over. I, I need to organize this chest of drawers or, you know, whatever. And so yeah. I'd come over and help. Or sometimes it was, Hey, come into town it, and let's, let's go, go to dinner. To our favorite Mexican restaurant. Every single time. There's this cheap Mexican restaurant in oh, our so area good. <laughs> that I, we've probably eaten there hundreds of times. Yeah. 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 And uh, it for is, sure. it's cheap, but it is so it's good. So good. So good. The best chips and salsa I have ever had in my life. I could drink life. their salsa. Wow, that's, I that's intense. I could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I practically do the amount yeah, that should. I put on my chips. <laughs> yeah. So I think that that's when our relationship thrived. Yeah. And then I got married. Yeah. I think we're still trying to figure it out. The married part? Yeah. Well, do I'm not, but I feel like um, you are still walking on eggshells. I think I'm starting to hit my stride, though. I think, I think part of it is because I don't see Trevor that often. And so even though, I mean, Trevor and I get along fine and I can right. joke with him and we laugh together and whatever. And I love him to death. And, but he's not around a lot, partly because, partly because you guys have these conflicting schedules. And so when I am seeing you, it's usually because you're available and he's not. Yeah. It's it's not very often that it's the two of you together. Right. But I do feel like I mean you guys have been married almost a year now. I do kind of feel like we're starting to get into that groove and I'm a little more comfortable. I agree. But yeah, it's been and it's been tricky are calming down a little bit too. Yeah. Like when we were first getting married, we were trying to figure out how to even see each other because our schedules were completely opposite. So we were yeah. trying to figure that out, which is a huge 
Well, and I think so much of it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, how I don't want to be seen as that overbearing mother-in-law who's always around and is in everybody and is in all of your business. I don't want to be in your married business and I don't want Trevor to ever think that I'm in your married business. You know, I don't think he does. Well, I'm not, I'm not debating with you about that. No, no. I'm just explaining why I think it's taken me longer to adjust to that but do you feel more comfortable with it i am starting to yes good i'm starting to and i feel like we've gotten our stride back with like spending time with each other and we've we've started doing our cooking on sundays and that's a great way for us to spend time together because it's one of the only days that we We can can really see see each each other other. and that's fun i think you know when you talk about you being married this is one of the biggest things that kept coming into my mind as we were talk as as we were thinking about this and wanting to talk about it and and opinions and whatever the trickiest thing the absolute probably even yes even trickier than 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 me going back and forth between mom and friend even trickier than that is the delicacy of the husband's my husband because I was, and I know that there probably, unfortunately, there probably have been times where he has felt a little left out yeah. because you and I've gone to do things. Um, he's kind of, he's, I think, relaxed into that also and realizes that you and I are friends, that this is my girl time. It's not that we're be- excluding because, him. No, we're not excluding him <clears throat> because I very strongly do believe that in a marriage, your spouse needs to be number one. Your children should be number two. I mean, or maybe one and a half. I mean, your children are extremely important. And I think that there's, there's a ton of focus that needs to be on your children because, you know, you only have them for a short period of time. And that's a very, very important role that you play as a mother. But But I also do believe those children eventually do leave the house. And I think one of the best things you can do for your kids is try to have a good relationship with your spouse. I don't know that I was always stellar in that department. However, that is what I believe. And I've always tried to do that. And so that has always been a concern of mine is making sure that he doesn't feel left out or number two. I don't want him to resent you because you'd like to spend time more time with her than with me or anything. Like I don't want it to be that way. And so I also feel that way about Trevor. So, you know, because I I don't want him to feel that way about our relationship, but I do think that everybody has kind of, I think we, I think we figured it out. I think everybody's figured it out. Yeah. I don't think there's any jealousy there. No, I would say that there was also a time where we had to tread carefully, you specifically had to tread carefully about venting to me. Yes, very much so. Because he's your dad. Yeah. 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 Venting to me about any arguments or any, anything. Anything. Because, okay, you're not stupid. You know when there's right. tension in the house. Yeah. You know, and you were, you were protective of me. And, you know, well, if mom's upset at dad, I'm going to be upset at dad because I don't want him to hurt her feelings or, you know, whatever. And I had to, I had to be very careful what I said. Yeah. 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 I would say now it's just a matter of time management. It's like when any friend group, someone gets married because there are more priorities that you have to 
take care of. You have to now balance your work, your husband, your other friends. One more thing that you're juggling. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's what we were dealing with. And prioritizing. Yeah. 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 So I think we figured it out now. I think we do too. And I think, yeah, I think Alan is, is, I think he is aware and he has his things that he likes to go do. Yeah. And he knows that you and I like to do things. And a lot of things here, here's, I so many times will invite him to come along with us knowing full well that he's going to say no no. because he doesn't like to go to the cheap Mexican restaurant that we go to all the time. It's not his favorite. So I'll say, where are you eating? And we tell him, he's like, ah, that's okay. You guys have fun, you know, or what are you doing? Oh, well, we're going to, you know, Hey, we're going to go to this play on this night or whatever. Do you want tickets? And he's like, no. (laughs) And he, and he likes plays. plays. He does like plays, but I think he will be choosy about it too. But so he loves wicked. Yeah, he, as an yeah, anecdote, yeah, out of all the plays or musicals for a man to love, he loves Wicked. Yes, he does. <laughs> he does. He, yeah, he gets goosebumps. He, cried. he gets goosebumps every time he listens to Gravity. Is that what it's Defying called? Gravity. Defying Gravity. Sorry, sorry. But so, do you have any other? Do you want to go into like the positives and negatives now? Well, do you have any other sure. points that you want to talk about? Um, before we get into that, I've. Uh, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. Some of the positive things that I was thinking about though, are that, um, the, I guess advantages let's, let's call them an advantage yeah. An advantage <laughs> to being best friends with your child is I have two excuses to see you all the time because you're family yeah. and you're my best friend. And yeah. so that's awesome. So it know. kind of kills two birds with one stone kind honestly, of, yeah. because you don't have to balance your children and your friends. Right. <laughs> it's both. <laughs> right. And you know what? Something that maybe people need to know about me too. I mean, you know, you talked about being bullied in school and we haven't even gotten into the friends situation. And this is another topic for another time we, too. We wanted to do a whole episode on that. But, but just quickly, you need to know, I have friends with the people that I, I am friends with people that I work with, but I also am the personality type. I've never been one to have 50 best friends. You know, there are some people that refer to everybody as their best friend. That was never me growing up. I always had one or two people that I was close to and that was it. And then as I got, you know, we moved several times when I was growing up and, you know, being in the workforce, you change offices, you, you change locations and people come and go out of your life. And there are a few people, very few people that I've stayed in contact with over the years, but that is one really big advantage. Well, I, I, okay. Not advantage. I think that's one of the reasons why it works so well with you and I. Yeah. And for me, I would say, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you didn't. Um, I would say for me, I am such a fiercely loyal person. Yeah. And I have had the worst luck for some reason with flaky people and friends. So the other friends that I do have, I kind of keep them at a distance purposefully because I know that I'm just going to get burned because of (laughs) specific experiences that I've had with all of them. It's like, yeah, I'll have you as a surface level friend, but I'm not letting you in deeper. And that's because I've just learned to protect myself, you know? Yeah. And I don't need 
a million friends. I have you to vent my personal stuff with, and you're the one that I want to spend the most time with. And that's fine. I think it's, for us, it's healthy. I would say that for some other people, it's maybe not a healthy situation. Right. I I agree. I I think it all depends. And And it all depends on the reason. If you use it as an excuse to not go out, if you use it as a crutch, I don't think that's good. I don't think that's healthy. Right. And I don't think ours ever was that way. No. Because you were very involved in school and you did, I mean, you were... You spent a lot of time with friends. Yeah. Um, they just didn't happen to be ones that wound up being super close and yeah. and loyal. And that, that was hard. And I think that also goes back to the age thing and my maturity level. Other people my age, I don't know why. Maybe I just haven't met the right people my age. They just, they're flighty. And everyone is very selfish and I'm not saying that as like a bash on the human race, but it's just kind of human nature. Everyone's looking out for number one, which is themselves. So I think, I don't know. <clears throat> and I think things change with age too. And I used to tell you a lot, you know, the people that I stay in contact with at all, they're not from high school. Right. I would. <laughs> they're, I graduated high school. I immediately cut everybody from high school off besides my husband. <laughs> well, and I, I had to, I had to remind you of that a lot and I hope it didn't make you callous, but I, it was more, I was more trying to be reassuring to you. It's like, don't worry about these people too much exactly. because I mean, I know you want to feel included and I know you want to do things with these people, but honestly, not very many people stay in touch with people from high school and for very long. do I'm going to probably catch flack for this, but I feel like the people that do keep in contact with people from high school are still stuck in high school. They Sometimes. haven't moved on. Sometimes. I think every, I, I think, I think to there, be fair, there are, there are some, exceptions. yeah, there are some that just did click so much and you do have those best friends that have known each other since grade mm-hmm. school. I, I have a couple that I work with who have friends that they have known actually some of them since elementary school because they both grew up in the same area and neither one of them ever moved and they are still in contact to this day and they're in their mid 20s I mean like actually mid mid to late 20s almost 30s and they're still in contact with with each other so I think there are some but as, as a general rule as a general rule, you lose contact, yeah. not, not, not even on purpose, but yeah. you do eventually lose contact because people go their separate ways with school or careers or whatever. And you lose, you lose contact. People who are still best friends from elementary school, that's called the stars aligning. So as far as our positive and negatives go with, you've kind of already talked about most of yours. You have a few more positives that you want to touch on. Mm-hmm. I have one negative that I just wanted to talk about, which is kind of going along with what we were just talking about with high school friends and stuff like that. The only negative that I see with our relationship is that sometimes I feel weird that I don't have many friends close to my age or anyone who I'm super close with that's my age. Um, But I'm, I'm pretty much used to it now and I'm fine with it. And I, Yeah. Yeah, I know. And I get that. And I still think that eventually, you know, when you and Trevor settle down somewhere, when you start to put down roots and you buy a home 
and there's other couples our age. Yeah, I think that um, I think that that will change a little bit, and you will have some other friends. You will you will find new friends. Yeah. You just do that. You just do that when you establish yourself in a in a neighborhood. Yeah. So, but I yeah I agree, and that's always been sort of a concern for me. But at the same time, not. It makes you feel. I think it's all come around and it's, I feel like I'm fine. I turned out fine. You did turn out fine. You turned out more than fine. And I think you're, I think you're, you have finally come to terms with that too, though, because that's always been a frustration for you. Yeah. You, you've always from grade school. I thought there was something wrong with me. Yeah, you did. But I think, I think it just goes back to you were, you couldn't, you had you had a hard time relating to other kids your age. That's why, you know, you were talking about the three kids on the street, the three girls that were all different ages, but the one that you got along with the best was the, the one, one that was older. the most there was the most age difference between yeah. you two. She was two and a half, three years yeah. older than you. And you guys got along great. And that was the funny thing is that whenever we were in groups with a lot of other children, with the older you were girls. always with the older ones. Yeah. Always. And so I think that just continued, you know, through junior high and through high school. And that was just always the thing. And, yeah. but, but yeah, hopefully you've, hopefully you've come to terms and. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think that us being best friends, the, I, I, like I said, loyalty is super important to me. And that's what I have found lacking mm -hmm. in friendships with people my age. The loyalty I feel like with you one, you're older, and two, we're family. So I feel like the loyalty is amplified times 100. So right. I feel like that, for me personally, as far as a friendship goes, is like the perfect match. You just brought up an interesting <clears throat> concept, though, of this, the number of friends. And I wonder if some of that some of the concern about it and how some other people feel about it is because of what social media has done to everybody and how many people follow them and how many friends do you have on Facebook? Yeah. And I think that if you're not out every day with a different person, right. You're a loser. Right. What? You don't have 400 friends. Yeah. Oh, I have 11, <laughs> <laughs> whatever that, whatever that number might be. But I think that does um, affect people's outlook on friends and how they, how they think of friends yeah. and who do they consider friends. Right. I, but yeah, that, that's another topic for another day. Yeah. We could talk about that for a long time about the psychology of social media. But you know, I think another, I think some of the reasons though that you and I have become as close as we are and as, and considering each other our best friends, you and I are extremely compatible. Oh, yeah. I mean, we talked earlier how we do have a lot of things in common, but we are also compatible in the way of complementing each other. You know, yeah. my my strengths are your weaknesses, your strengths are mine. And, um, but, but we, yeah, we, it works. We were talking about the other day, especially like with confrontation, Oh, yeah. we, we talked about that within our first episode. Probably, yeah. Because you, you were talking about how you hate confrontation. I do. And I love it. <laughs> you kind of get excited about it. <laughs> yeah, I get fired up. So we kind of have to balance each other out in those kind of situations. Yeah. Because sometimes you're a little bit too passive. 
and I have to kind of fire and sometimes you up and you're say, a little That's not okay. And I'm a little over aggressive sometimes, and I <laughs> and have to talk need you to down. Calm me down. <laughs> yeah, I have to talk you down sometimes. <clears throat> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That has That's happened. just one example, but yeah. Cause you'll be like, listen to this text that she sent. And I'm like, that was well, the- now it could be this way. It could be that way. Could, you know, that was I'm, yesterday. I'm, I'm, I, <laughs> <laughs> but this I'm always about, I'm always about giving people the benefit of the doubt, especially, especially through text or something, because you yeah. don't know the emotions that are behind it. But, yeah, for sure. But yeah, yeah, I yeah. do talk you down, but yeah, we, we balance each other. And we are, we are very, very compatible. The other big advantage that we have is I, I trust you implicitly. Oh yeah. And because we know everything about each other. We do. And I don't know which came first, the chicken or the egg. Right. Probably the trust first. Yeah. But now it's like, you're going with me to the grave. Right. (laughs) You know too much. Yeah. Yeah, you you literally know everything about me. I have no secrets from you. None. I'm pretty sure I don't have any from you either. And sometimes I think I should because I still and I still feel that part of that mom thing, yeah. you know, and it's like, oh, I don't think moms should tell their kids everything. Well, some of and those secrets you accidentally told me. That that is true. <laughs> that is and true. ended with a excuse you, what did you just say? <laughs> Yeah. No secrets. You, we know absolutely everything about each other and yeah, we trust each other unconditionally with everything. And I think that, um, because of the, the family side of things, we are closer than two best friends, two regular best friends could ever be. Yeah. Could ever be because, uh, there is that, there is that bond of blood mm-hmm. and family and, and yes, you are my emergency contact on all of my medical records because are we, you, am I really not even your husband? <laughs> I have him down there, but you are right next to him because he rarely answers his phone. Yeah. Literally he shouldn't <laughs> even have a cell phone uh-uh. because he wouldn't answer. No, no. He's getting better though. No, he's not. Well, he is with me. That's great. Good for you. <laughs> Um, something else that I have down here, we kind of touched on this already. We've known each other for my entire life. We know each other better than we know ourselves, you know? I agree. And that's weird for me to actually admit, but it is really true. It is really true. Yeah. And so I think we can be 100% ourselves with each other. Every weird quirk, and there's a lot. Yeah. We can be crazy weird. And we are crazy weird. Like, really weird. Yeah. <laughs> and we, you guys, we we will start sentences out of the blue at the same time saying the same thing. Yeah. Like the same whole sentence. And yeah. sometimes we'll just keep talking and every word <laughs> is the same. So... Yeah. And I think it's weird to think that somebody knows you better than you know yourself. But I think that is because some of those things we're in denial about, about ourselves. I'll admit that. (laughs) But that is really true. Yeah. But overall. Oh, go ahead. Did you have something else? Oh, no. Go ahead. I was going to. I was just going to say. Oh, go ahead. 
Oh, okay. Mm. <laughs> uh, my last thing that I was going to just say is that because you're older and more mature than me, even still, I absolutely do not feel more mature than you. Well, okay. We'll say more life experience. Okay. I, I okay. can go to you with anything and you have the best advice and maybe that's partially your Virgo too. And you can help me with anything. You, we, Thank you. Yeah. Well, I feel like you help me with so much. And when I'm having a problem with something with school or I need help looking over an assignment, I can go to you partially because you're a Virgo and I know that you'll rip it apart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and two, because you just have more life experience and you'll know what to do. So that's yeah. a positive. That's an advantage. Advantage yeah. for me. For you. Yeah. <laughs> And I don't mind it because the, okay, the mom in me though comes out when you do come to me for that, for that help and that assistance, that's the mom in me saying, Oh, she still needs me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think it's definitely an advantage. I think overall it's a really good thing. I think, um, I think anybody that even remotely considers themselves to be best friends with their daughter or their mom we're we're talking only mostly about female relationships, mothers and daughters. Yeah, because I, I don't I have no idea what it's like for a father to maybe be a best friend with a son. I have no idea about that. I've because never men are different. Men are different emotionally. Yeah. So I I don't know about that. That'd but, be an interesting but dynamic. But the female side of things, I think anybody that that would begin to consider themselves best friends with their mother or their daughter, I think, congratulations. Yeah, because it's a good thing. It's a fun thing. It's um, there is a closeness that you just don't get otherwise. And um, I love it. I I wouldn't change a thing. And I neither would I. You know, I can also say it's kind of sad. But my mom, my mom, your grandma, watches you and I, and she has told me that she is envious of the relationship that you and I have. Wow. Yeah, and that makes me feel a little bit bad. But go us. Go us. <laughs> but, you know, and and there again, that's another whole analysis, you know, of, of why I wasn't that close to my mom. It's a lot of it is personality. And I think you and I lucked out with, yeah. you know, the being compatible and being able to get along and be brutally honest with you. I couldn't always be brutally honest with you. I can now as you've gotten older, but I, I couldn't. I couldn't I have always. Skin you now. do. And you know that I mean it with the very best of intentions, intentions yeah. and, and love. And I don't ever, a lot of times I need to be put in my place, <laughs> but I'm also never brutally honest with you unless you kind of ask for it. Right. But specifically about my appearance usually. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's like, the one that I'm mostly thinking. Looks like yeah. Crap. Man, if I ask her how my hair looks, <laughs> I know <laughs> that I, without, without fail, the first thing out of her mouth will be, well, it's a little flat on the sides. No matter what my hairstyle is, it doesn't matter how it looks. It doesn't matter how <laughs> I did it. It's a little flat on the sides. <laughs> You've got it pulled up in a tight bun right now. It's not too flat on the sides. <laughs> I did it specifically for you so I wouldn't catch flack. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk no. about? No, I don't think so. We covered it all. Yeah. We covered it all. It's, it, you know, yeah, there are some delicate parts of it. Yeah. But overall, I think it's a really good thing. I hope this was interesting for you guys. There wasn't a lot, there wasn't really any advice in here. No. But it kind of gives you some insight into how our dynamic works and how we make the relationship function. (laughs) 
right. well and right. how we kind of navigated it through the years. Because it did require navigation. Yeah. And there were some times, to be honest, there were some times it's like, ooh, is this kind of where it's going to mm, fizzle out? Fizzle almost. out. Yeah. 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 And that falls mostly on the older party in the relationship, the mother. Yeah, I think it does. I think it does. And being careful of the spouse. Yeah. And, but yeah, if you're, if you're careful with it, it, it can work and it's only getting better. It's, yeah. it's getting so much better, especially, yeah, it got, it got, like you mentioned those, those two years that Trevor was out of the country, um, we grew a lot. Yeah. And now that you're married, we're growing even more. And I think we're settling into this. Yeah. We're settling into I'm this. I'm happy with where we're at. Me too. I love you, mommy. I love you too. <laughs> you know what I'm surprised about? Huh? We didn't We didn't cry. cry. I know. When That's we first kind of surprising because mm-hmm. anytime we talk about being best friends and how grateful we are for each oh, other, yeah. we start sobbing hysterically. <laughs> yeah, we really do. Because it's it's very very it's close ugly. to the surface. And- <laughs> Yes, it does get ugly. <laughs> but yeah, I can't even hardly sometimes talk to you, talk to people at work about you because I will get teary-eyed. And then they'll make fun of us. Yeah, they do. But it's just that I love you that much. Can we wait, can we tell the anecdote of Mamma Mia 2 really quick? Oh my. So for sure. those of you, spoiler alert, we're gonna describe the ending of Mamma Mia 2. Uh, so the end, so the whole movie, it talks about how her name is Sophie, right? Uh-huh. So how her mom died, which was played by Meryl Streep in the first movie. So that's kind of the narrative of the movie. And then at the very end, oh gosh. Are you already starting to <laughs> oh, cry? Oh, I hate this. Well, so, okay. So <clears throat> Sophie is pregnant. Yeah. And sh- there's a lot of reflection and her wishing that her mom was around. Yeah. So then they go, go. oh gosh. (laughs) So she goes up to this church to bless her baby. And then there's a song that starts. And then her mom is there, like in spirit, Mm -hmm. basically is how they kind of tell the narrative. And they're like singing together. Oh my gosh. They're singing together and they're crying. And me and mom are in the movie theater. We, I have never cried so hard. (laughs) I, I, and I'm not exaggerating when I say, racking sobs yeah. <laughs> coming out of me. And I knew that the other people in the movie theater thought there was something wrong with us mm-hmm. because we were sobbing and it was all because, and without even saying anything, we knew why the other person was crying because of the relationship that we have. And it just, it was just one of those moments where, you know, well, are so grateful for the relationship right. and it's just so sad. <laughs> right. Because they were really close in the movie yeah. because they only had each other. Yeah. The whole time Sophie was growing up, they only yeah. had each other and then she loses her mom and then she has this baby and her mom's not around and listen, I'm getting choked up. And so for me as a mother, it was like, Oh my gosh, I want to be around. Yeah. But there we go. Yep. Stop. Kay. Time to end. Okay. <laughs> we're crying. Okay. Oh, we spoke too soon about not crying. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us on all platforms, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, Don't forget to rate us and subscribe. Uh, Go find us on Instagram and tell us how much you love the podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed. And thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.